Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about PicDrop, an image transfer tool I've been using every day for the past three years. Personally, I was sick of using platforms like Dropbox, WeTransfer, and wanted something that was more catered to photographers. PicDrop was founded by a working photographer, so they understand what photographers need and are continually offering new tools to better organize and help deliver images to clients. With PicDrop, I can easily organize all my photos in one spot, make custom folders for each job, and also send video files. The best thing is that PicDrop is intuitive and easy to use. In my three years of using PicDrop, I have not once had to explain to a client how to access their files, which is something I was continually having to do and waste time doing with other outdated platforms. PicDrop is a product I use every day and can personally recommend to anyone looking for a better image transfer tool. And with today's episode, all you have to do is use the promo code BANTER when you sign up and you'll receive two free months of PicDrop. So all you need to do is go over to PickDrop.com and enter the promo code BANTER when you sign up and you'll receive two free months. So go over and give it a try and let me know what you think. And now into today's episode. Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host Alex Gagne and on today's podcast I welcome Kieran Kernani who is the VP of Marketing for Leica Camera. In this interview, I speak to Kieran about some of the history of Leica, their dedication to design, craftsmanship, and innovation. I also speak to Kieran about all the community building they do in a variety of programs from the gallery shows, workshops, the Leica Women Photo Project, and much, much more. I recently visited my first Leica gallery show in Boston and had an amazing time getting to meet and interact with fellow photographers in my hometown. And the best part is, that you don't need to own a Leica to be a part of the photo community that they have built. I urge anyone to stop by a Leica store when you have a chance, or peep their website to see some of the upcoming workshops and programs they have coming up. I really appreciate Kieran for taking the time to come on the podcast, and I hope you all enjoy. All right, well, uh, I'm here with uh, Kieran uh, Karnani. Um, excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for letting me come down to the Leica office here uh in new jersey you could call it an office or an art gallery there's so much uh legendary work on the wall um uh, so thanks for taking the time to do this thank you so much for being here you took the time to drive from boston <laughs> all the way here so it's an absolute privilege and an honor to have you here and big thank you to uh stefan vanasco he kind of introduced me to you and like everything you guys are doing with Leica, and it's been kind of eye-opening to me um this how much you guys do for the photo community obviously everyone knows you guys for the cameras and everything but you guys do a lot of amazing stuff between the galleries and workshops and helping younger photographers with different uh, uh initiatives and whatnot so really excited to talk to you um i guess like when you think of like everyone obviously thinks about the camera um but there is like a huge community aspect and you guys work with so many photographers um how important is that to what you guys do being a part of the photo community and not just making a product I'm going to take one step back yeah. and echo your gratitude to Stefan Vanesco. I am sharing the exact sentiment back out there. Uh, and it also is testimony to the power of community. It was, uh, you had shared with me earlier that your introduction to the Leica brand, I mean, your true introduction only occurred after connecting with Stefan. Yep. And stepping into the store was an invitation that, he also opened to you yep. and made it a, a safe, comfortable space for you to 
become familiarized with who we are and what we do. Behind every decision that we make is a customer, is a photographer, an artist, a dreamer, a creator, and that's never lost on us. And so when we talk about what makes the brand so special and what sets us apart from everyone else out in the market is our community. There is a, a bond that we all share. It's a, it's, you'll often hear people say we're part of this like a family. You had asked me, um, do we have an ambassador program? Mm -hmm. We have a community. We yeah. have a family. It isn't about um, creating work for, for profit. It's about creating art to celebrate and to be seen and to help inform the next generation. So why is community important? You know, there's a reason why we invest in galleries, in um, awards, in opportunities to bring people together. The Academy, for example. You don't need to own a Leica product to be part of this community. You yeah. just simply need to have an interest. And, and that's what I learned because for me, like I've been doing photography for like, I don't know, since I was like 13. So like going on like 25 years now, like I never shot a Leica before like uh, a couple of weeks ago when I met Stefan. And for me, and I think maybe other people like, cause Leica, everyone knows Leica is a premium product. It's a craftsmanship. It's the, um, the best lenses, the cameras, and you guys are always innovating but it is it is an expensive product and i think at least for me it it was kind of like intimidating cuz i just viewed it as like it's a luxury product like rolex or something so i like i told you i i knew the leica store is there forever but i was like why would i go there cuz it's like i can't afford it or whatever but then i realized when i went with stefan you don't have to own a leica um you can work towards that but the community uh, like the workshops and the gallery and just going there one time a couple weeks ago, I've already made new friends in my local community and we're following each other on Instagram. We're talking about what like, do you like, what's your experience and this, what are you working on? So that, that was kind of the exciting thing for me. You would like, it's not, Yes, it's a community. It's also a culture. It's a um, it's a way of seeing. It's a philosophy, a way of being. When you hold a like in your hand, what was the first? Uh, what was your first feeling or, or reaction? It felt like, because uh, not to knock any other brands, uh, it felt sturdy because it's like mm -hmm. it's like metal. It's not like some of these other cameras. It's like plastic, and it's just you can tell it's just coming off an assembly line. And with you guys, everything's made. There's it's made by people. It's not coming off an assembly line. I just saw here um, in our in, technicians yeah, area. The technicians. It's like a real person working on the lenses or cameras. And then I know you guys are all the cameras made in Wetzlar in Germany. Most of our cameras are made in Wetzlar. Yeah. We also have a factory in Porto. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, for me, yeah. When I think of like it's like the craftsmanship, and there's just like it's a. Uh, it's just another, it's another level. This is the quality. So you feel something. It, it makes you feel something. And that's the difference, right? When you hold it in your hands, you're holding something that has weight to it. Mm -hmm. And when you bring it up to your eye, even the subject that you're photographing, there's a there's a uh, an energy exchange. Oh, yeah. It isn't, um, it's interesting. If I hold a phone up to a subject, it's, it's almost like a throwaway moment. Mm -hmm. When you hold a camera or a Leica camera, there's something that changes in the atmosphere. All of a sudden, the, 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 the moment becomes art. It becomes something to celebrate, something to shape. You talk about, we talk about craftsmanship, and you and I talked earlier about when you hold that like in your hand, mm. it's not that first exchange. You're holding a camera that has been touched and handcrafted yeah. by, right? 
there is a story that has evolved before it even gets into your hands. There's also a very healthy pre-owned market yeah. to make it easier to step into the brand. Yeah, how does the pre-owned market work? Is it all sold like through you guys' website or at the stores? Or how does that come? Our stores have pre-owned uh, merchandise and it goes very quickly. Uh, so you'll find some on our website, our, um, our stores across Los Angeles, Miami, San Francisco, Boston, all have a pre-owned inventory. Yeah. Now, you, you made a good point, like, because uh, I talk about, I was having this conversation last night with my friend, and we were talking about different cameras. We were talking about, like, Fuji, Sony, Canon, and obviously, at the end of the day, the camera's a tool to help you, like, a execute your vision on whatever your creativity, the project you're working on, but you want that tool to, like, feel good in your hand like for me i can't really shoot sony because the, this the way the ergonomics are mm -hmm. and i don't like uh i'm also like menu systems like i'm very picky about like certain cameras how they set it up differently um yeah and i feel like it's important and the cool thing you guys do is <laughs> like the m system specifically you're innovating the cameras like the digital technology is getting better and better and better it's uh, premium but it still kind of has that old time feel. And like you said, cause like when I break out, like you just break out like a DSLR, whatever people have seen a million of those. When I break out like an old film camera, the, if you're doing a portrait or something, the subject's reaction is different. And I, I feel like you kind of, you guys have been able to like blend between like new and old technology and kind of keep it together, I guess. We take what's of value from the past, but make it relevant for the current moment. We're, you know, the, the only brand that is bold enough to take a digital camera and remove the LCD screen. Yeah. Right? So we, we launched the M10D. And why did we do that? We wanted to give photographers an opportunity to really feel the moment, to be immersed in the moment, completely reduce the distractions, but give you the innovation of digital photography. Yeah. Right. We were the first brand to implement a monochrome camera. Why? Why? Why would we create something that doesn't see color, simply cannot see color, only records light and shadow. And it's because it gives you the most essential tool necessary to see in black and white. And I don't know if you've ever shot with one of our monochrome cameras. I, Stefan, a couple weeks ago, I got the toy around with the new one, the M11, and it was cool. And I was looking at the files and they are, you you can see the quality They're difference. Breathtaking. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And it is, because uh, I think it, it is interesting, like it kind of helps you because the thing with technology, obviously technology is great, but sometimes it can kind of like weigh you down. And I think that can kind of almost like simplify like whatever you're working on, be it like taking the LCD screen out instead of just keep looking at, you're focused on what's in front of you and not distracted. And that that's kind of the cool thing, I think. I agree with you. And there's uh, something beautiful about a reduction to the essentials. We, you, uh, you mentioned some of the cameras that you've worked with have these complicated menu systems. And you'll notice with our with our product lineup, the menus remain very consistent, but they're very simple to use. We have an ethos that we follow. It's it's uh, Das Wiesed Lika. Okay. And for anyone out there listening who speaks German, my apologies <laughs> for my accent. But essentially, this means a focus on just the essentials. So our cameras are designed to limit distractions. Sometimes a tool that can just do what you needed to do to record time where you are in charge of shaping moments where you can create what you're looking to create. Our tools provide you with exactly this. The camera's not telling you what to do. You are expressing to the camera what you want to see. Yeah.
Do you, do you remember your first experience uh, with a Leica? What, what was your <laughs> my first experience with a Leica? I can share you my my first uh, my most memorable experience with a Leica All right. was I took the two four six the monochrome out to New York City uh, at night, and I at the moment didn't fully understand why the monochrome was so impressive was so important, and I took it out at night in New York. And, you know, New York at night still has quite a bit of light. Mm -hmm. But when I took that first shot and I looked at the file, I was absolutely blown away. I just could not, there was no flash on the camera, nothing. And what this camera was able to record blew my mind. Yeah. So again, it it was a testimony to the the quality of the image, the contrast in black and white, and the art that's created through Elika. And then, like, how do you guys view, like, the different cameras? Because you guys got, obviously, the M system. You have, like, the SL. There's the Q. Um, is there, like, different... Are those cameras supposed to be for, like, certain types of photographers? Like, is the SL supposed to be more for, like, commercial work? Or, like, how do you guys view this, the different lines of... So I might shape that question a little differently, and I would say that each camera serves a way of seeing. Mm-hmm. It, it serves um, not just the photographer... Um, it serves what you're looking to create. So if you are, if you are interested in um, photographing, you know, F1, or you are on a commercial shoot, maybe the SL system is the right camera for you. You'll find that it's got the autofocus, yeah. the large file sizes, and so on. Um, if you're looking to go out and be very discreet, and you really want to take a mindful approach to your photography. The M system might be the right ham, uh, right system for you, or if you want something really quick, you want to go on a vacation with your family and you want to take just something simple. The Q would be a perfect camera, and you'll notice that with many photographers, they don't choose. It's not an either or. Mm-hmm. It's a which camera serves me for any given moment. Yeah, after getting to use the the Q, it is the perfect camera because uh, sometimes <laughs> it's annoying, like carrying around like a big DSLR, and you want, but you can still. It's small, but you can still get really quality, high high quality images. Like the files were incredible, and that was that was really exciting to see. Um, and then also, the interesting thing about Leica is obviously we live in the digital age. You guys still have are producing film cameras. You just re released the M six, and I think is there another other film camera that's still in? We have an M A still in production. Yeah, and the cameras are very difficult to keep in stock because the demand is so high for that analog experience. Yeah, with the M6, which you guys re-released last year, was that, um, what, what was kind of the mindset with that? Is it, uh, and was it like a limited release? That was one thing. Is it, was it, or it's going to continue? Okay. Yeah, it's a production run. Okay. And how, and how was like the response to that from people? Phenomenal. I mean, the M6, it was uh, introduced in 1984. And it, it is, it's, it's a cultural icon of itself. I would like to say that the M6 <laughs> is a brand in and of itself. <laughs> And it is so beloved. If you think about icons, like what is the most iconic um, T-shirt? You know, the, your your classic white tee. What is the iconic uh, motorcycle? The when we think about the iconic Leica, some may say that is the M6. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting to see a brand that's doing both because I don't, I can't think of any other camera company that's doing film and mm-hmm. digital. And it's interesting. They feel like in the last few years, film has gotten even more and more popular, and yeah. it's getting like. Uh, which is which is fun. I came up with film, and uh, I don't shoot as much these days, but uh, it is exciting to see people still have the option. It's a new, it's a, a tool they can have in their bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, like 
who one thing I was kind of interested like when you think of Leica like who, who is Leica's customer like when you guys think about this who who who's buying these cameras in your mind like who is Leica's customer it really is more of a uh a decision to step into a culture rather than a target customer. Yeah, and that's like that's a, for me. Uh, like where I mentioned before, we started recording. It, the thing that I'm most excited about now that I know that like it does these um, like uh, gallery shows. I'm lucky enough to live in Boston where we have a store, so I'm grateful for that. Um, and, but you guys also have another branch of your guys' business. It's called Leica Academy. I think. Academy. Academy and. Uh, yeah, if you could speak about that, like how long has that been going and like how do you guys kind of approach the the offerings you guys do with like Academy? Absolutely. So the Academy is our educational arm, right? When you, we talked about not needing to own a Leica to be part of the Leica community, the Leica family. Yep. You can, you could join a Leica Academy workshop, a food photography workshop with Jim Sullivan, a uh, bookmaking workshop with Ralph Gibson. I mean, it, it runs, uh, it, it's quite diverse, the, the portfolio of workshops that we have. And you don't need to own a Leica to participate. We have Leica cameras available on loan. Uh, we also have workshops if you do own a Leica and you want to learn how to get more out of it. It's an opportunity to further enhance your photographic perspective, to learn more about the camera that you own or just to explore genres of photography that you may not get a chance to otherwise. And it also helps you connect with the community in ways that help to further your skills. Yeah, it is exciting because it, it's really open to anybody. Like some of the events are free, some are like paid events. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, you guys have a really cool one, anybody in New York. I looked online today, there's one spot left with Larry Fink, legendary <laughs> photographer, one of my favorite guys. He's doing like a three-day workshop in New York yes. and like getting to spend like getting to spend like three days with a guy like that who's just a legend like I don't know where else you're gonna get that and but then also on top of that like if you can't afford that you can go to the gallery openings like I did like I keep mentioning it and you get to for me I feel like if you want to be in photography uh, you got to be a part of the community and if you really want to make it your career and make it your life like be out there you learn a lot you meet people and and it's fun. Like that's the best thing about the going to the gallery because like I was telling you, photography can be really like solitary gig sometimes because you're this it's a solo activity a lot of times. But with that, um, that was the most exciting thing for me, kind of seeing this meeting all the people at these events. You know, having a space for um, having a space where community can come together and just talk about photography. Yes, I mean you can have conversations about the cameras that you're using. But having that that go-to space where everyone is welcome, it's such creating moments, shaping time is such an inclusive experience. And the beauty about the Leica brand, each store offers opportunities for community to gather. Whether you come in for an exhibition, a gallery exhibition reception, a academy workshop, which is typically paid, an artist talk where you can be inspired by an artist just coming in to share their own wisdom, a book signing experience, photo walks where you can try out cameras and go out and on a on a photo walk um the experience with stefan vanesco in boston where he led a yeah. aerial photography My workshop i mean it's quite incredible yeah the aerial i had a friend who did it and she had a blast and got to like uh go up in the boston they went in the helicopter and got to shoot like, amazing photos and then they kind of come down and everyone like kind of uh talks about them and you kind of learn about uh 
So as for me, like the reason I started this whole podcast is talk to people about like, how do you approach your work? Like, what do you do? Like, what's your experience? And like, I feel like that's where I learned the most getting to like talk about photography with other people, you know? And in those workshops, that it's the the prime opportunity to do so. So with the the format, for example, I'll use Stefan's as an as a as an example. You know, you go out, uh, you photograph. He takes you on the, the the helicopter ride. He guides you through what you're going to experience. Gives you insight to what you're going to see. And once you're completed with the experience, you come back, come together as a group, and share the work. And Stefan offers you know, feedback on the work, you're, it's almost like a portfolio review. Oh, yeah. Right? And you get an opportunity for other people who are part of the workshop to also constructively critique your work. Mm -hmm. Then you come home with, you know, exciting <laughs> images. And how do those workshops, how do you guys kind of craft those workshops and like pick what photographers you're going to work with? And like, how, like his was aerial. I know there's one in Boston coming up soon. It's like street photography and there's like a wide genre of different stuff. Like, how do you guys kind of decide... Uh, how do you craft those workshop experiences? The Academy, Tom Smith, uh, is the the lead for the workshops. Uh, is supported by an incredible team. We're always trying to innovate, find opportunities that are going to inspire you to go out and make photographs. Uh, and that's our our goal. We want to create unique experiences. Uh, we have, you know, everything from um, bes bespoke uh, workshops, one-on-one -on -one experiences with master photographers. You can have a portfolio critiqued by one of our gallery managers, mm -hmm. um, or you can go on a destination workshop. You know, go off-site to you know Milan and do fashion photography wow. with Mark De Paula. Damn! And I saw you next year you guys have one coming up with Todd Heido. It's like a three-day workshop. Very excited about this this workshop. Yes, an experience. So it isn't just a workshop. We have an opportunity where. Todd will um, do an artist talk first. That'll be followed by a workshop. We're doing workshops with uh, the Committee to Protect Journalists, where we talk about um, safety and social responsibility in making photographs. Again, we're trying to create this diverse lineup of, of, of workshops and artist talks to really inspire audiences. That's amazing. And are you guys doing uh, Photoville this year? We are. That's awesome. Uh, June's 3rd and 4th, we're having a uh, two photo experiences a day and then um followed by an open like alone yeah because i've never I, I, i'm gonna try to make it down there this year because i think it goes on for two weeks and it's basically it does, yeah. for anyone i've seen photos of it it's essentially they get like shipping containers right they repurpose it into art galleries yeah so is that kind of what you guys are going to have some exhibits of? we are we, we're doing an exhibition with deborah anderson and i won't disclose you'll have to come All out right. and see <laughs> but join us on june 3rd and 4th at, in um brooklyn bridge park Photoville is, is one of my my personal favorite uh, uh, photo festivals. What I love about United Photo Industries, the Photoville team, is that they they make art accessible. The the they are so intentional with the the work that they um, that they install across New York and and really get people interested. They inspire intellectual curiosity about topics that are relevant to today. I love how diverse they are and the work that they curate and provide opportunities to, you know, professional development opportunities. They really amplify underrepresented voices in photography. And again, it's just a really great opportunity for, for the photo community to come together and to learn, explore, connect, and so on. Yeah, because like I said, I've never been to it. So it's obviously an exhibit, but they also have like kind of oh, speakers. They have and... speakers, uh, talks. They, again, take a look at their website. Yeah. I believe it's photoville.com mm -hmm. for the full lineup, artist talks, uh, uh, educational experiences. 
there's a lot to explore. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I'll link it and people can go check it out. Great. And definitely going to try to make it down there. And then another um, project um, that I know is really important to you and I was excited to talk to you about is the, the Like a Women Photo Project. Uh, if you could talk a little bit how it kind of started and what you kind of go with that project. Absolutely. We found it was important for women to feel that they had a space with Leica to have their voices, their work seen, heard, celebrated, uh, and wanted to shine light on a few of these voices through this award. So in two, 2019, we launched the Leica Women Photo Project Award, and we um, awarded three applicants, $10,000 each, and a Leica camera. Wow. And that has grown to the present moment where we have um, expanded the award to four, four markets. That's the United States, UK, Canada, and Mexico. And we have now four awardees receiving $10,000 each and a Leica camera set. In September, we'll al- announce the next award. We're looking to expand with uh, strategic partnerships. The goal really is to demonstrate how important diversity is in the way that we tell stories. Perspective matters and affording opportunities for underrepresented voices to share their stories gives our viewers opportunities to see that each story has more than one shape. Yeah, and like with the photo project, so it's basically um, the people that get those awards, so they basically submit like a project they've been working on and is there like a written thing, kind of an essay they kind of write along with it or like how's that kind of process work? Not an essay, but a, a statement about the project. So what we're looking for is uh, work that, and I, I don't, I can't disclose the theme for this year yet. Well, okay. you know, that'll come in September. But we look for projects that um, have a commitment, right? We want to find work that can, that where this award will help uh, further the story, help amplify it, uh, bring it to life if necessary. What I've also seen is in in seeing the applicants' applications come through, there are so many stories there that I wish we can share. Yeah. I wish there were opportunities for media to pick up on these stories. No, it's no, it's amazing, and it's been kind of eye-opening to me. Like even walking through the office, you kind of introduced me to um, some of the people that were involved with the project. I believe one of the photographers was uh, September. I forget last September time. Bottoms. Yeah, amazing photography, and like, like I was saying, it's like there's so many amazing photographers out there, and unless they have like a uh, a platform or something, it's it's hard to find them sometimes. And it's amazing the project you guys are doing. It's kind of eye-opening not to me but hopefully like thousands of other people that get to kind of see and experience their work you know and then like as in terms of like like a like how do you guys um approach i guess like uh diversity and inclusion with like obviously you guys do anybody go check out like his youtube page you guys produce some amazing videos of like photographers but like how do you guys kind of approach that when you're going to collaborate with different photographers is it a conversation that's being have within Leica or it's our mission to ensure that our community feels represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I loved seeing um, uh, Andre Wagner. He yes. did the video. Um, people would get, definitely go check that. I think it was with the M11 Mon- monochrome. monochrome. And anybody who's not familiar with Andre Wagner's work, he's like an incredible photographer based out of New York. And it was really cool to see the collaboration you guys did with him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess when you, you think of photography and like a... Is there like a style of photography that you think kind of goes with like a, in terms of like, I guess the gallery and then obviously you have some amazing stuff in here at legendary stuff like Jim Marshall and Elliot Erwitt and all these guys. When you, when you think of Leica as a brand, is there like a style of photography you guys think is associated with the brand or? 
a, yes, there is an authentic style. Okay. Right? It, there, there's an authenticity to the images. And it doesn't matter what you're photographing. But you'll notice in the image that it's it's genuine, right? The the artist vision genuinely comes through in the photograph. Uh, typically, there's minimal uh, post processing or, or manipulation, and that's okay if, if we if that's how the artist chooses to express themselves. The bottom line is that 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 impression that one is that makes once you press the shutter. Mm-hmm. There's something very authentic about a Leica photograph and the way that the photographer sees in that initial impression. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like even this, I was looking at the Ralph Gibson print over there, and it kind of reminded me. It was like a picture of like a glass of water, I think, or something. And it just reminded me, like, this is the most like mundane things you can make interesting. And I think that's like that's when you're like a true master of photography. You can like make something out of nothing, you know. And if we look at every moment as as an opportunity to create, as an opportunity to shape time, to be intentional with your moments. And we can take a photograph right now of just this bottle of water with the light and the shadow hitting it. You can do it in a very creative way if you choose to see in that way. And the beauty about Leica is that the photographers who choose to photograph with a Leica choose to see in a very specific way. Yeah. And for yourself, because I see, I I thought we're Instagram, uh, follow follow each other (laughs) and... uh, uh, you obviously take pictures yourself. Seems like you're a big fan of the Q. I see you always on there at the. Q. I love the Q. I love the Q too. And but I've recently been just favoring the M11. There is something so magical about the rangefinder and about the colors that have been. And again, it's the rangefinder experience. There's um, the M glass is so special. Yeah, yeah. It's there's you know what we call the like a look. And yes, we absolutely you you see it in the SL and the Q, uh, and there's something just so magical about the the way that the M glass renders an image. Did it take you a while? Because I've 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 never really shot like I got to try out the rangefinder. Right. Did it take you a while to get used to the range? Of course, yes. it does. Yeah, it t- it's a commitment. But now you're like quick with it. No, no, okay. <laughs> not at, not at all. It takes it takes time, and if we're patient with ourselves, and if you're patient with a moment, yeah. it is absolutely worth the investment of time. Yeah, no, it's an amazing camera. And I guess for yourself, like, did you have an interest in photography before you came to like it? Yes. Always? My father was uh, the photographer in our family and would stop time, would stop every moment to make a photograph. And what I realized now is that he wasn't as interested in just creating a photograph to print it out and put it in an album. What he was trying to do was show us that we mattered, to show us that putting a camera to his eye told us that we were important enough to stop time and to record it. Yeah. And that's my approach now is whatever I'm photographing, whether it's landscape, whether it's just light or the person in front of me, that moment matters to me enough to stop and to share it. And what kind of excites you about photography these days? Is there like a certain thing you like photographing yourself or like what kind of gets you excited? Seeing other photographers and being inspired by other photographers is really, I just love exploring what other people are doing. Um, Todd Heido is a big inspiration and he's taught me so much of, of how to see and how to also be intentionally, how to craft a moment in order to create art. Um, I love Stefan Benesco's work and his evolution. I continue to, what I love about Stefan's work is that he pushes the boundaries of creativity. Yeah. And you'll notice with his work, he's not stagnant. Yeah. Right? He will continue to just um, push limits. And I feel that that is so synonymous with photographing with an M. The M forces you to see differently. Yeah. It forces you to literally see the bigger picture and to, to break past your own limitations. 
you might be limited by thinking what you can and you can't create, but the M forces you to think outside the box. And that's what I, you know, why the M is so important for me. Um, other photographers that I, I adore, Debbie Cornwall, and she photographs with purpose. She takes her time to craft a story yeah. and then goes out in a very strategic way to get it done. And she does it with such integrity. And if anyone um, isn't familiar with her work, I if we can put her, her yeah, work in. I, you just keep sending me names. I get them on the show. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, Rani Matar, who was a Like a Woman Photo Project awardee. I mean, there, there's so much inspiration around us. And then drawing from other photographers to then inspire our own way of seeing is just so interesting. It's um, We co-create without realizing that we're co-creating, right? Um, I could be inspired by something that you post or something that you say. Yeah. And that then is reflected into an image that I make. And you're a co-creator in something that you might not even know that you've had a hand in. That's interesting. Yeah, for me, it was exciting, like, kind of reconnecting with Stefan and talking to getting a chance to hang out with him the last couple of weeks is, uh, is, yeah, he kind of just tries different stuff. Like, he just posted something today, like, he went out with some model in, like, some, like, field of flowers, and it was this different from what he, what he normally does. And for me, because I've been doing this, uh, I started it out as fun, as a, as a kid taking pictures and just shooting whatever, train tracks, and there's all the typical stuff people do, and then at a certain point, it becomes your career and then you're, you're trying to monetize it and that gets kind of weird and uh because you got to make a living but it's been great to see like stefan and todd Heido because they're this like pure artists like they're just like putting out uh this trying stuff and that uh, for me it was a good it just reminded me to have fun with photography again because i think sometimes photography can get really serious and getting to see their work and that you can tell they're just having fun with stuff and trying new things you know you said something interesting. You said um, that Stefan was doing something that that was outside of what he normally does. Yeah. And that's an interesting choice of words because if we define ourselves of what we what we normally create, mm -hmm. kind of create a box around what you can and cannot do because you've kind of self-defined yourself. Yep. And some of the challenges that I see with photographers is breaking past self-definitions of what you can and cannot do. Yeah. Again, this is why the M is really important because it helps break past those boxes. It helps you really um, see beyond the limits that you've self-defined. And once you're able to break past your self-definitions, all of a sudden you're looking at flowers in a certain way, um, light in a certain way, architecture in a different way. I mean, have you, do you consider yourself an art architectural photographer? Not at all. Would it be interesting for you? I probably should because I realize, because uh, I shoot so much portraits. It's like what I do. It's what I get hired for. And I love portraits. Then I realize I'm just kind of like, I'm just, there's so much to explore and like have fun with. Like, I don't know, go to the beach or go to the mountains or whatever, walk around New York. And it's just like, it's just fun and it's just a new creative like challenge and that's the fun thing is just like creating like sometimes you you make something good sometimes you strike out but it's just like that kind of continual journey of like trying to grow as a photographer and it, it takes a lot of time and um you know just being because I talked to Stefan he said something to me uh when he was out here a couple weeks ago he's like this year I told myself I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna utilize every day like he's like I'm gonna try to create stuff and I'm like being very like thoughtful of what he's doing and this like not not wasting a day and like just having but also having fun with it you know
You mentioned being um, a portrait photographer. Yeah. And it's what you do. Yeah. And you were also curious about doing more yeah. and exploring more. Yeah. And again, breaking that definition, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so that you can go out and create. And that curiosity is all you need. Just a little bit of curiosity to wonder what something could look like beyond the scope of what you've defined yourself. No, exactly. Uh, Karen, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this and really appreciate all the work you guys are doing here at Leica. And most importantly, like this building community and everything you guys do, it's uh I'm excited to see what uh, other projects you guys are doing. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. Perfect. So there you have it. That was the Kieran Karnani interview. Uh, just want to thank Kieran so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's a real pleasure speaking to her about everything they're working on over at Leica. Um, it was great um, kind of getting to hear and discuss, obviously, the, the, the cameras and this the history of Leica and their approach to design and craftsmanship. Um, just top-notch cameras they make. and uh, But more so, just really great to talk to her about all the community-building projects they have going on between the gallery shows, workshops, the Leica Women Photo Project, and much, much more. Um, I first just went to my first Leica gallery show a couple weeks ago and kind of got the experience. Um, this is kind of the community they built. Um, it was really fun time getting to meet different photographers in my city. Um, so if you ever have a chance to go check out a Leica store, I definitely uh, recommend it. You'll have a good time and they have a lot of cool workshops going on. I'm going to put the link in the description to Leica Academy uh, where you can check out the different workshops and programs they have going on that are changing um, from month to month. Really cool stuff they have going. Um, but yeah, I can't thank her enough. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.